worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. He made it. I'm here. It. Jimmy! They changed the bus schedules again. <laughs> Just a constant shuffle. <laughs> Rolling of the dice. They do actually change it slightly, but I found a better route. All right. So, did you bring your uh, your one-ply? What for? I don't sh- crap here. What if you do? What if it's an emergency? I haven't in... Almost six months. Right, done, well, since I've been here at the station, I have crapped here three times. All right, now it's a challenge. I'm going to try to get him to crap. <laughs> a little X lax in his coffee when he goes out. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Jimmy doesn't Grant's leave the room. carrying around his one ply. You got it. You never know. It's an emergency. Yeah. You never know when that. I think you should hit be you. packing it how around. Many, how many times do you like run off the bus because you're about to poo yourself, or you poo yourself in an Uber, or? But once or twice a year, you crap your pants. Yeah, but never at work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if I if I do have to go, I stop at Tim Hortons, and they have the one play. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> that's good. Good to know. August sixteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Elvis Presley was found dead in his bathroom by his girlfriend Ginger. So we're kicking off the show with a little blue suede shoes this morning. Good morning from the locker room. Cruise news. Recent numbers show that Alberta is still the place to be. So these numbers were released yesterday from the Canadian Real Estate Association, and they show more than 31,000 people moved to Alberta from elsewhere in Canada in the first quarter of the year, mostly from B.C. and Ontario. Uh, One of the main reasons people are moving here to Alberta is for more affordable homes and lifestyles. So, yeah, if you've got kids, Mm -hmm. right, and you want to actually own a home, are you going to live in B.C.? If you want to own a home at all. Yeah, you're not going to live in in Vancouver. You're not going to live in, yeah. 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 You're not going to live in Toronto. Like, you you just can't, you can't afford. We're lucky here. Mm -hmm. We're very lucky that um, that that things are as affordable as they are, and they're still expensive. I was going to say, and it's still crazy. It's still like, crazy. It's, still, it's not like you're just buying houses for nothing. You're still shelling out a lot of money for homes. It's just compared to a million dollars for a shack in Vancouver. And like, so it's thirty one thousand in the first quarter. I had yeah. read something that in the first six or in the last six months, fifty one thousand people wow. had moved to Alberta. Yeah, that was the first quarter of the year. So yeah, like yeah. that's a. You know what? That does explain all of the um, the housing builds, though. Too. That's one thing that I've always been amazed by. When we were in Saint Albert, yeah. every time I drive home, I'm like, "What? There's a new subdivision." Well, you just have to drive south. 
Yeah, and through, you know, Windermere well, and, and all those areas. It's nonstop, mm-hmm. right? And you're always like, okay, do we need this many? Who, well, we yeah, might like, need, who's moving into these places? We might need this many homes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> look at look at us, the Alberta Advantage. The, 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 the ads that Kenny placed, they're making a difference. <laughs> Alberta's calling. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. All right. This is a test. Okay. 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 I'm ready to win. Now, I need you both to do me a favor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you both to do it at the same time. Okay. 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 Nervous. Point at your weenus. Oh, sorry. I already did. <laughs> I think you're going to do it. I have no idea what a weenus is. It's your elbow, right? You, why do you know this? The Simpsons. Your weenus is showing. <laughs> it's the skin. Of, and as a kid, we used to that, think that was the funniest joke when we were kids. We'd uh, talk about our weenus. I weenuses didn't watch The Simpsons. And, but it was just, I had no idea what a weenus as was. As a kid, we discovered what a weenus was, and it was so funny to us because it sounded dirty. Yeah. It's the skin on the back of your what? elbow. Yeah. You? Like, you got to loosen up your elbow. You're supposed to put paper clips on it to prove that you don't actually have any feeling. There's no feeling in it, not yeah. Paper clips, uh, close, close clips. Close clips. Yeah, Yeah. there's no uh, feeling in it. Yeah, so I you, have all kinds of feeling in it. Maybe it's not on your weenus. Maybe you Jimmy, don't have a weenus. Jimmy, that's not your weenus. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my nerves are different than yours. <laughs> your nerves are different the than yours? The only man on the planet without a weenus. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Ken doll of weaknesses. <laughs> oh, we were at we were at the wedding. Okay. And and they're walk everyone's walking around with these p- clothes clips on their really? elbows and I'm like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" <laughs> we're we've got clothes clips on our weaknesses and I'm like, "What the hell's a weenus?" <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Of course Grant knew what a weenus was. Do you know what the the flagina is <laughs> no this is in between your fingers that's not a thing that's, a thing. <laughs> that's something that he's just making up right that now that is not a thing <laughs> look it up it's a real thing that's not a, a what is it flagina <laughs> you're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross Grant Johnson and James White 95.7 Cruise FM here to go we're working with the Banquet Bar on a Hot Ones Challenge. Yeah. And we're actually legit. It's it's Hot Ones. Yes. If you've seen the show on YouTube, I think it's on TV now, too. It's an interview show where the guests eat different levels of hot wings till they get to the hottest one called Da Bomb, and they try to answer questions yeah. while eating these these hot wings. And so, Host uh, is Sean Evans. He's, he's really good at, the, at at interviewing, actually. I know, personally, I watch the show, and I always wonder, could I do it? You know, could I get through all of these wings? Because some people breeze through it. Other people quit right away. Um, so, yeah, this is your chance to try it out. And you need to sign up on our webpage, 95.7 Cruise FM. Do that sooner than later. We're going to do it with five people. I'm going to be hosting this thing. Yep. And um, I'm actually going to do the challenge with everybody. Yeah, you got to try it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. 
can you win, know, win free wings for a year. Sean does it. Yeah, he does Sean it the while host, he's doing the interview. He eats the chicken wings along with the guests yep. for Hot Ones. So I was like, well, I'll do the same thing. So, again, this is happening on Friday, August 25th. And um, I think there's an opportunity. We're going to be qualifying people, obviously, on the, on the show, the mm-hmm. locker room, right? And 95.7 Cruise FM. But we're also going to be qualifying people that night. So you can just show up and you might be able to jump on board. Um, the prize is wings for a year. And then um, also your collection of a Hot Ones Season 21 sauce lineup. Good chance to check out the banquet, by the way, too. If you haven't been to the banquet, it's a cool place. That's, it's so cool. Like, they've got uh, bowling in there, all sorts of things. Yeah. So you got to go check it out. And it's in that ice district, right? Yeah. So the brew house is on the one level, the ice house. Yeah. And then the banquet is above it. Yeah. And they got, yeah, b- you bowling know right in the bar. I haven't been in there. All sorts of things. I haven't been in the banquet no? yet. No. Yeah, it's very cool. All right. So get on that. And again, um, Jimmy can send you the link, but yeah. it's 95.7 Cruise FM, the Hot Ones Challenge. We'll see you there. Three, two, the locker rooms. Jimmy at the movies. I shall call them like minute at the movies but shorter all right with jimmy at the movies this year we're doing six degrees of separation and we went from tropic thunder ben stiller um to robert downey jr to due date to zach galifianakis Mm -hmm. to dinner for schmucks to steve carell and we're looking for steve carell movies we just had the anchorman conversation and we're not sure why, but it's not on Jimmy's list. I feel like I had to, I might have had to watch it for, a, I lost a bat or something. I have but, a memory of you watching it, but it's weird that it's not on your list of movies you've watched. But I have for a feeling I lost movies. a bat. But Steve for... Carell's not, he's bricking that, right? Yeah, he's hilarious in it. He's hilarious, but yeah. he's not the main, main character. I love is there Lamp. better? Is, <laughs> is there better? Um, so Steve Carell movies. Brooke texted in Get Smart. Uh, I don't remember if that was good or not. I remember watching it, but it, I don't remember. Who I was haven't good. seen it, but it's that one where, where it's a remake of yeah. that TV show. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, obviously I forgot he but did I don't that. remember if, if it was good. I used to love Get Smart when I was a kid, but yeah, I don't. Um, so Brooke texted that one in. Um, we had. Um, What's the wrestling movie he was in? Yeah, Fox Catcher. Fox Catcher was really good. Um, that was a great that's movie. That's a serious one. Uh, it's a true story. Um, he's a wrestling coach. Channing Tatum is really young in that one and good. Um, 40-year-old virgin. Jimmy's seen that. That was, yeah. a, what, that was a Jimmy at the movies. That was. Um, the, other one, the other one that's coming quite a bit, and even when we talked about him yesterday, is uh, Crazy Stupid Love. I really like that movie. He's the That's dad in that. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. So him and his wife are getting a... They're separated, getting a divorce. And Ryan Gosling is teaching him how to pick up chicks. I've seen that. Yeah. You know what? That makes more sense from a jumping off point because there's not too many things we... C- not there. There isn't a number... There isn't enough options from Foxcatcher. Right. Right? Yeah. It's slim pickings. We'd be basically the, going Channing Tatum or Mark Ruffalo. And he's seen everything Channing Tatum. No, I, I, I haven't seen the, the Magic Mics. I've just watched the dance sequences because I'm trying to duplicate them. But I've never actually seen the Magic Mike movies. Is this like you never having ever drank Bud Light? 
<laughs> no. Same thing? No, because I, I was trying to duplicate some of the dance moves. All right. But uh, when I was trying out uh, for that show. I'm, I'm good with... Uh, with the crazy, stupid love. It's a good movie. I enjoy it. It's actually that one. a really good movie. Yeah. And it's a bit of a different direction from where we've been going because we were like Tropic Thunder, Due Date, yeah. Dinner for Schmucks. We've kind of got some cr- very like, similar movies. Very similar movies. This gives us another sort of direction as well, gets us off that, that kind of weird comedy thing. Mm-hmm. You good with that one? Yeah, let's do it. There's no way in hell you've seen Crazy Stupid Love. No, I wouldn't watch it if I lost a bet. <laughs> you, you know what? He'll like that movie. He'll enjoy it's it. It's actually really yeah, good. He might learn a thing or two. It's quite funny, too. Yeah, and it's about... He's being taught how to date. He's getting back into the t- dating. Yeah, I've, I've had lots of people try to teach me how to date. Two of them are in this room, and it, none of it works. Well, to be fair, we... We've said things like "wash your ass." I mean, <laughs> very basic, very. Ba- yeah. And I have. Don't smell when you go to the date. We've said things like that. Get new shoes. Yeah, yeah. Don't drink thirty-seven beer before we, your date. We've just made very basic. We're not giving you tips. We're not telling you how to go approach women. We're just we're just you basic ideas. We're we're touching on the stuff that might be an issue, like the surface <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. That man right there. Yeah. Sits across from me. Known for many things, including study king. So there's a new study uh, that is claiming, scientists are claiming, that uh, men on average will say, I love you first in a relationship. Does that make sense? Um, They said, yeah, it takes the average man about three and a half months into a relationship to drop the album, where women will wait slightly longer confessing their love after four months. So a little bit longer, uh, but men are typically the first ones to say, I love you. Um, I think that was true for, well, that wasn't for me and my wife. I was ready to say it, but I didn't want to scare her. (laughs) (laughs) So I I waited until she said it and then (laughs) I think she got a little tipsy and then said it. Me too. (laughs) I was going to say it, but I didn't want you to run away. I wouldn't know. I've never been in a relationship for three months. You've never, you've never said I love you to a woman other than your mother. No. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see you I saying did it first. Ca- so. I, uh, I guess you had one. You had one relationship. Not that I, we need to get into it, but I guess I might have. But I, that was a long time ago. I, I, I could see you being the one though to drop the L bomb. First, right on the, on in a poem in the first in the Uber on the way <laughs> to the restaurant, on the way to the date after first you. kiss. I love you. Well, when you get drunk, you tell us how much you love us. So I've stopped I just that. Love you guys. It's always awkward. I no, love. you don't. You haven't stopped that. Oh no, I got you Jimmy, back, man. I Jimmy got you is back. Jimmy's very. Uh, he's an affectionate drunk. Yeah. Yes. Who said it first? You or your wife? Do you remember that was a while ago? It, it would have been me for sure. Yeah, she she still questions the relationship. <laughs> she hasn't really said it yet. Cruise news. 
Thousands of residents from the Northwest Territories have had to evacuate as uh, 236 wildfires tear through the northern forests. So there's a lot of talk about Hawaii and what's happening there, but uh, to the north of us, it's it's really crazy right now. More than 20,000 square kilometers have burned so far. That's an area almost four times the size of Prince Edward Island. Um, the Canadian Armed Forces were mobilized yesterday, and they are mounting the largest airlift in the history of the territories, flying evacuees out on Hercules aircrafts. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy in the, in the territories right now. Hay River... Um, there's a bunch of cities and towns up there being evacuated right now. We've had a couple of people uh, passing away too on the front lines of the f- firefighting. Yeah, yeah. It's again, it's frustrating having this conversation, and I think we we hit on something yesterday when I had uh, a couple of climate change deniers thinking I was on their side. <laughs> That's I'd like to clarify something that I said yesterday. Um, like I was saying, we have cycles in weather, right? Yeah. You have, you'll have a couple of dry years. You'll have a couple of wet years. You'll have a couple of colder winters. You'll have a couple of warmer winters. I believe that we have cycles and that we're in a drier cycle. I am also aware of the fact that climate change has an impact on those cycles, mm. right? You make I them believe, more extreme. But the thing is, and, 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 and this needs to be said out loud, how much of an impact we are having on the climate, climate change, yeah. people that is, is impossible to determine. I don't care who you are. If you're David Suzuki or the guy that pumps gas at Domo, mm-hmm. you don't know exactly how much. So I think the conversation, the, the, the fight about it is stupid. Yeah. Right? Listen, I'm trying to do my part to be a better human being on the planet. I recycle. When they tell me to do this, I do that. If I had money for solar panels, I'd probably put them up on my roof. Like, I would do the things that I need to You get, get drunk and walk your scooter home. I, it, very yeah, green. Instead of taking that's an That's very green, right? Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not a climate change denier. I just, I think that the, the fight about... How much it is is pointless. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point that I was trying to make yesterday, and maybe I wasn't that clear about it. Grant can't tell you how much of an impact, but yeah, I think we have had an impact. Yeah, I think we just had the hottest July on record in the world. It that was... probably has to do with us. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably a bit of that. Right? <laughs> and how much does it have to do with my Subaru versus them still burning coal in China? <laughs> well, I'm thinking we'll give a little bit more weight to the... They're still burning coal in China, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yes. It Can is we move on? Bad right now in the Northwest Territories. Yes. I'm not a yeah. climate change denier, everybody. Hmm. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, we do this thing called the Locker Room Celebrity Death Pool. I won the last round because I had Tony Bennett. So lame. You were... Grant was angry. I can't get a win in the death pool, and and you're just getting these lame ones like Tony Bennett. I had so many picks in this round. (laughs) Yeah, but you're getting all these bonus picks because... People on my previous list. Over the past uh, seven years, you you picked almost everybody. You know what's interesting about 
the next round of picks, which we're doing tomorrow at the same time, is that Grant has like four people on his list, and he can only he can only protect one. He has like four people on his on his list that are on their deathbeds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they are literally knocking at at death's door, and he can only save one. Uh, so, my, uh, Jimmy Carter, Ron Jeremy, yes! Celine Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Mel Brooks. So. Um, we'll do the picks tomorrow. Today, the idea was to come up with a wager. Now, when we talked about this yesterday, we had a number of really good suggestions. You know what? You know which one comes in quite often. And the thing with this is, the reason why I've avoided this one is because it actually requires a little bit of preparation, and I never get around to doing it. Hmm. The one chip challenge. Oh yeah, a lot of people want us to do the. The hottest chip in the world, the two losers, and have to eat that on the air. And you're supposed to order it online. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I never get around to it. And then I'm always like, what if I can't get the chip? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. so that is one that we, we, we definitely have to make sure we do at one point, but not now. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, somebody made a, um, a suggestion and, and I kind of added to it. I got I got a note saying you losers should have to drink nothing but wine and I want to take it one step further and the two losers have to drink nothing but boxed wine for an entire month. Are you guys in? It's hilarious. Yes, I mean. It, it's so funny to think that like no matter where you are if you want to have a drink it has to be a box of wine. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if you're at a bar? Do you have, what if you're out for dinner and you have wine. to bring your own boxed wine? <laughs> what, you gotta check what, what they got in the what back. What wine do you have in a what box? Year, what year is that box from? <laughs> mm, I'll have the 2014. So there's no there's no way around it. If if I'm at a restaurant, I still have to order boxed wine? <laughs> you have to see if they have boxed wine if you want to drink. What if they don't? And then you're not drinking. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess. <laughs> Guess I'm not going to a bar for a month. Oh, they might have boxed wine. I, I feel like a lot of places you hang out at, Jimmy, have boxed wine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Think about the bars you hang out at. Where is their wine coming from? Yeah. It's coming out of a bag <laughs> in a cardboard box <laughs> with a rubber nipple on it. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably not wrong. You're safe. You, you, you think anybody has ever opened up a bottle of wine at Brados? Oh, they is there, have uh, a corkscrew. Is there a, a box of a non-alcoholic wine for our friends? Well, okay, here's the thing. That, that throws a bit of a wrench into it. Grant quit drinking in March after St. Patrick's Day and said he was going to go a year. And what I thought was... Because these, we can never... Sometimes deter- these go on yeah, for a long Yeah, sometimes time. we go four, five, six, seven months without having to do another round, right? Yeah. We've been doing this for seven years, yeah. and we're at round uh, 20 picks tomorrow. Round 20 is tomorrow. So if if we don't get a winner before March, then it's fine. Yeah. But if we do get a... If he does lose before March, then he just has to... I'll get a tattoo of a box of wine. Or <laughs> I or do has, that. Or he could do the non-alcoholic equivalent and he can only drink no, he can't drink grape nothing juice. but grape juice. It'll turn purple. <laughs> he can't drink nothing but grape juice. Grape well, juice do you wanna, out of a box. Do you want to do it after 
like after you quit drinking. So like in March, hold on to it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. this one's too good. We have it's to, hilarious. We have to do this yeah. one. And, but mind you, you're probably going to end up winning this next round. We'll see. That's what we thought for sure last round was that I was going to win. Well, and then Tony Bennett out of nowhere because I know I, I know who you're going to keep. Yeah, and literally they wheeled him into palliative care about three a months long ago. Time ago. Yeah, yeah, and he's still hanging on. So anyway, so I have a feeling we'll be doing around twenty-one sooner <laughs> than later. The locker room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson, boy. Rough times for the Edmonton Elks holding a press conference uh, where they announced a mutual split with president of the Edmonton Elks, Victor Kui. Mutual. It's never mutual. (laughs) There has never been a mutual breakup ever because one person has to initiate it, right? Then it's not uh, mutual. I highly doubt that the Elks and Victor had a, a meeting, and they both sat down, and they both blurted out at the same time, we should see other people. <laughs> Someone initiated it, and something tells me it was the team that hasn't wanted home since we were making phone calls on Motorola razors <laughs> and burning CDs. So they got rid of the president of the team, but gave a vote of confidence to the guy directly in charge of choosing the players, calling the plays, Getting them motivated. The guy who is ultimately responsible for the team losing or winning gets a vote of confidence. Does Chris Jones have naked pictures of everyone on the Elks board? (laughs) Two jobs you apparently can't get fired from. Politician and head coach of the Edmonton Elks. Imagine if you were a cashier at Superstore and you were so bad at it that everybody avoided your line. Like, nobody would come to number six because they saw you there and they knew you'd screw it up. How long would it take for Galen Weston Jr. to get rid of you? Probably not long. Anyways, congrats to Chris Jones on getting his vote of confidence. I'm sure you can have a great run in politics after you're done with football. (laughs) The Grant Report is brought to you by the Locker Room Merchandise. Show your support for those that suffer from travel hemorrhoids. Text us now to buy your shirt. You're in the Locker Room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Good morning, Cruise. Hey, I just heard your little comment about the fires there. And I just want to say, I think they are all set up. They are all planned to distract everybody from everything that's going on. That's what I think. So. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say on that phone call. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's coming up. What's your name? I'm Jason. Jason. Okay, Jason. Take care, man. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. We don't have a name, right? Mm, Sean, I think. It's Sean. Okay. Cruise FM. Sean, how are you? Not too bad. No, I, I want to ask you a question, and I'm not being a dick, because I don't okay. I don't 100% understand your text, but I legitimately want to know if you're serious, if, if I'm reading it right. So you legitimately think, and it's okay if you do, you legitimately think that the Trudeau government has is paid... Pay, is paying is, people to burn down the forest? Yes, I legitimately do. 
because they're trying to make people believe that climate change is a legitimate thing. Whereas if you look at the long term, if you look over 14,000 years, instead of 10,000 years, you see that the Earth goes through this natural cycle over and over. I don't, I don't disagree with you, but, but I, I, I believe, just my belief is that we are having an impact on, on the climate. I, I, that there's no way we couldn't with how we live well, our lives. Well, the, the idea is that carbon is causing this, which is BS. Carbon makes plants grow. When plants grow, they scrub more carbon dioxide out of the air. I work in a job where we have people come in and talk to us about climate change. I ask them questions about, well, if hemp's legal, why don't we start making our plastic out of it as it scrubs 10 times more carbon dioxide per acre than forests? They don't want to answer that question. I ask, why aren't we using the bacteria which eats plastic? They say, oh, it has to be at a specific temperature. Well, then put it at that specific temperature. Yeah. They don't want to fix the problem. No, Sean, you're, to- you're 100% right, and that's the frustrating thing about it. Like, I think there are solutions, and for whatever reason, we get stuck in a, on a certain track to fix things. Like, for instance, the carbon tax... And, and we don't need to, I don't want to get into the weeds in this, but it's I've always, I, I believe that you can't force people to change the way they live by punishing them. You have to reward them for doing, and there are lots of people out there that, that have brought up alternative ways of living our lives and taking care of the waste and whatnot, and they don't focus on that, and I'm not exactly sure why. But here's the thing, I will say this. If somebody got paid by the Trudeau government to start a fire... You mean like the riots in the U.S. that were funded by Soros and that the money trail is actually bad? Sean, Sean, let's not pull another thread here. (laughs) (laughs) If somebody got paid to do that, don't you think that it would get out? If somebody were paying you to do something that you weren't supposed to, would you go around telling people? If somebody sure was would. 100%. <laughs> if somebody <laughs> offered me money, Sean, Sean, if somebody offered me money to do something like burn the forests, I would be I'd be yelling from a mountaintop. Okay, and I, well, that's you. I, Most people would keep it to themselves. I, I don't agree I think with there's you. There's a lot of people like Lachlan. I disagree with you 100%, Sean. If you found out that one of your buddies... If he got drunk in the garage with you and told you that Justin Trudeau showed up at his workplace well, and offered Justin him a couple Trudeau hundred directly, bucks, to, but, but his little I'm being a dick. Yes. I'm being. Th- 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 you understand my point, right? Yes, but okay. you understand that the temperature has actually dropped the last seven years. Sean, right? Sean, no, no, we're not, no, 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 hold on, we're, hold on, we're not pulling. I understand. Okay, but you, you know what, Sean, we have to. I have, Sean, Sean, everything. Sean, I have to let you go. These okay. are how. This is how every one of these conversations ends. Okay. I, I, I was trying to focus, stay focused, but I, I appreciate your time. Okay, I got to get back on the air. Okay, bud. Thank you. And now another world famous locker room Twitter poll. Song was ending. I literally had. We were five like, seconds. we gotta go back on air, Sean. Like, I go. can't talk about the seven hundred other conspiracy theories that well, you that's want. The thing, right? It just spirals yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and and uh, that, and I get why Sean has. I, I have Sean. We have Sean's ear, right? Mm-hmm. So he wanted to get a bunch of stuff out. So what we did was, and I can I say this. Mm-hmm. 
As much as I can tend tend to um, be very skeptical about how decisions are made in the world that we live in, right? Like I'm I'm a bit of a cynic, and I can get drawn into a conversation mm-hmm. like the one that we just had. Yeah, right. I mean, we've all heard what you think about windmills. I've never <laughs> uh, said that about windmills. <laughs> okay, as much as I am that guy, I am also the the guy. They can't live in a world where the liberal government is paying people to light the forests on fire. I just think there's way more people like you and me, because I would be telling everyone. Absolutely. There's no way I wouldn't tell some people. I can't live in that world. I, I just, I can't. Hey, I'll never guess what I did. I just can't walk around every day to believing that. Mm-hmm. And you can be mad at me, but I can't. I cannot do it. I can't believe that somebody would not say something. Right? There's e- just even no I, way that, that that's just... I would. I can't live in a world where there's people out there that would do that to promote that ideology and not say anything Yeah, about and not it. get caught. I can't. I just cannot do it. I'm sorry. I can't be in that world. So you can be angry at me for not believing in Sean's and Jason's theories. Yeah, and yes, there are arsonists out there. There are people out there that are mentally ill. Justin Trudeau didn't send Sarah that works in the office in (laughs) Ottawa to Alberta to pay him to light the fires so that it supports his theory that we have a problem with climate change. Mm -hmm. I can't live in that world. And I don't like Justin. And and you know what? I've never met Sarah, but I can't stand her either. We put a Twitter poll up just to see. It's up there. Maybe I'm alone. 95.7 Cruise FM on Twitter. Very simple. Do you think the Trudeau government is paying people to light wildfires? Yes or no? And so far, no's are winning. All right. Okay. We'll we'll leave that up for a day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go vote. I'll retweet it on my Twitter as well. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. So I'll be honest with you, Grant. Mm-hmm. I was um, very disappointed that Jimmy and I didn't get to name your child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had some great ideas. I bet you did. <laughs> um, and then when it was announced, can we say this, too, because we crap on our medical system here in Canada all the mm-hmm. time, but um, I have had a couple of situations in my life in the last month or two where um i've been blown away by the by the medical yeah and you guys we were working on friday we had a meeting with our boss and then grant goes um all right guys i'll see you later i'm just off um michaela and i have an appointment we have an ultrasound Mm -hmm. for the and then literally two hours later he's texting jimmy and i a picture of his newborn child and i'm like what the hell happened here (laughs) yeah i haven't really told the story i guess so what happened was um, my wife was having some early contractions, um, some like preterm um, Braxton Hicks. They were more than Braxton Hicks, though, because okay. she's had Braxton Hicks before. These were like full on like going into labor. So we had gone into the hospital um, to get checked at one point on the just, weekend. Just, yeah. Um, well, no, back in July 9th. So July 9th, it was a Sunday night and they were so bad. We we're like, we better go in. Um, they d- ran some tests at that point, took some blood, and then um, 
let us go. They're like, it's okay. You can stay here if you want. Or you can go home. We chose to go home. A um, couple weeks later, I got a phone call from the hospital saying, hey, you should come in. This blood work came back. We want to just check you out again. So we went in, um, saw the doctor. The doctor said, come back Friday. We're going to do a non-stress test where they put like the monitors on her belly and, yeah, and yeah. listen to the heartbeat and okay. stuff. And just to check. And we want to do an ultrasound and stuff just to make sure everything's okay. And so we go in. That's where you were. You were. So on the Friday, where they wanted us to do, he was like, "Let's do weekly non-stress tests every Friday. We're going to do these." So first one, we go in Friday. Go if in. If I remember correctly, um, you were also excited because you had talked Michaela into going to Popeye's Chicken. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a funny part of the story. <laughs> um, so we go in the Friday for the non-stress test, um, get some attitude from the unit clerk who doesn't want us in there because we had a midwife and she's like, your midwife doesn't have permissions here. You shouldn't be here. You should go to a different hospital. And we're like, well, the doctor told us to come here. So we're here. And Oh, uh, really? They don't like... That, that unit clerk had an issue. With midwives? Well, just with anyone, I think, in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she was she was a mother hen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so they we get in within five minutes... I'm suiting up in the gown and we're going to have a baby. The baby's heartbeat was down to like 60. Um, and they, okay. they weren't sure what was going on. They thought maybe a heart issue um, because the blood, like every fourth beat, the blood was reversing. So oh, they didn't, okay. and it was really slow. Um, so the, yeah, within like the OB came in and, and within five minutes, she's like, we're having a baby today. So she's wow. five weeks early. Um, the due date was until September 4th. Um, and you sent me a picture, and I remember yeah. saying to my wife, I showed her a picture, and I said, I know that Birdie's early here, yeah, but she looks pretty cooked to me. Yeah, she was pretty decent size, 6'6", six, six, so yeah. yeah, within, like, we got there at, like, 11.30, by 12.37, she was emergency C-section, she was born crying and being weighed and everything else, so, so it was what pretty was, wild. what was the deal with the heartbeat? And it was um, her umbilical cord had wrapped around her, and it had wrapped around her neck twice really tight. Okay. So it was very, it was very rare. the heartbeat. And it was what was slowing down every time she'd move. It would cut off blood and slow down. Okay. And, yeah, so the, no, no issues with the heart, thankfully, but it was umbilical cord was uh, wrapped around her because she was doing somersaults. So, yeah, the, the medical, like the NICU team, and we were at the Gray Nuns, yeah. Outstanding. Um, yeah. The nurse practitioner, Tara Felling, is her name. She was amazing. Um, she's really renowned, um, very well known in, in okay. Canada for what she does for um, NICUs and everything else. So, yeah, the funny thing with the Popeyes is as we're like preparing for emergency c section <laughs> I was all excited because Michaela hasn't had any of his cravings. Yeah, she always, in her pregnancy, she wanted grapefruit and cold things, salads, and yeah. and then it was my time. Um, <laughs> but like, they're like, kept asking, like, when was the last time you ate? What was it? And she had to, my wife had to keep going like, uh, spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's. <laughs> that was the last thing she ate before the baby was born. That's fantastic. <laughs> she get a sponsorship for Birdie. Yeah, Popeye's, come on. So here's my thing about naming a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, every time you have a name and you love it, there's going to be people are always going to be judgmental of the name. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. When we had my first daughter, I remember my best friend when 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 I call him, I said, ah, we had a kid. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like all excited. And we thought we had a great name picked mm-hmm. out. And um, and he said, what's the name? And I went, 
Natasha Jade. And there was a long pause, and he goes, oh, for sure she's going to end up on a pole. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? That's a stripper's name. It's a horrible thing to say. (laughs) It's a horrible thing to say to somebody, especially when you're calling to announce the arrival of your child. Uh, Her name was Candy. So when I found, like when we were talking, Jimmy and I were talking about you and Michaela and the name, because you guys were, you had come up with a name. You found out it was a girl. Yeah. We did the gender reveal thing here on the show. And we all had pink underwear on. Yeah. Jimmy wore panties for some reason. We're not he sure. He got the female underwear. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. that. Uh, oh, what's going on there? the guy who ordered it. <laughs> anyway, so um, we talked about it without you in the room. And I remember saying to Jimmy, I said, I know Grant and Michaela will pick something different. Like, it's not going to be a Sarah. And there's not. I'm not saying there's yeah. anything wrong. It's not going to be a traditional name. You know what I mean? It's not going to be an Amy. It's going to be something unique. Um, and a, a couple of people that I've heard, I've been in the room when, when we've told them what the name of your child is, mm-hmm. and they kind of go, hmm. But I like it. Oh, yeah. But I have a I like the name. I really yeah. do. But I got to be honest with you. The one thing that threw me is we know your hatred for birds. <laughs> Does that come up at all? Uh, no, not really, no. Okay. Um, so yeah. Birdie, yeah. Um, we, well, we really like the old names. We got Donnie and Nora. And um, Birdie's like, it is like a name you would give somebody in the 20s, right? It was right? very popular in the same kind of time frame as Nora. Um, and okay. it was, we liked, um, Michaela's very close with her grandma. Her grandma's name is Bonnie. And we're like, we can't do Bonnie cause we can't have Bonnie and Donnie, Bo- <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, Donnie and Rodney. Like we can't, <laughs> so Bernie was kind of close to that. And then Evans was my grandma who just passed away in February was her maiden name. Okay. So Bertie Evans Johnson. Johnson. It's a good yeah. name. Yeah. It's, it's Thank a strong you. name, but Grant will like. If a bird flies at him, he'll take a swipe at him. <laughs> I, I like know. our quails, though. We have, we have quails yeah, in our backyard. Yeah, you got I, quails. I love the, our quail. Like, You're think, coming around on birds. Yeah. I think what it is is the wife changed him. Uh, changed him. She cha- he changed. He's he's he's, he's no, phobia for birds. She never liked birds either. <laughs> we shared like, that like, when we were at Jamaica. Those uh, what were they? Oh Peter? my god, it was they so would, funny. They would follow you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, listen again. We've congratulated you and there, all that. And Lauren you- said, "My daughter's name is Olive, and I hate olives." <laughs> That's what Lauren said. <laughs> there you go. It works. He's got ten years of high school, one month of university, most educated member of the show. And now, Jimmy explains. So the title of this article is very misleading because it says, Scientists discover new otherworldly species with 20 arms in the Antarctic. Yeah, they don't know what it is. The thing is, is the Antarctic has been hard to... um, Research because of the extreme temperatures, and because some of, these, if you're an alien. Oh, yeah. some of these creatures Something's that hide there. up there are like they're not like your normal creatures throughout the planet. Like if you go anywhere else throughout the ocean, the the t- average temperature up here or in the Antarctic, which is down south, um, is the highest average is around zero degrees all the way down to. You know, below freezing in a lot of areas. So some of these creatures are actually stuck in the ice 
for certain points of their life. It's a new creature. So what it is is these creatures look very squid-like, but instead of just having the the 20 arms going down, they have some coming out of their head and, and they can form like a shield. They said it's not like a squid, though. It's not related to a squid. No, it's this not. It's a different... A it's a starfish it's related to. It's a. It's called it's a... It's a new animal. Why are you trying to not say it's a new animal? Okay, it's it's not new. They, there was one that was previously developed. It's called a... a, a proma, I can't say it. So, but... What they have found is they've found... I read the same thing you did. I, it read Everywhere it new, says new, new species, species of sea monster. But... It's but not what a squid. They, no, but what they... It's squid-like. Listen to the words that are coming out of my species. mouth. Why are it's you a new species. Why are you denying No, but they, what they found is they found more... Uh, like, Can I say this? You're floundering here. Because these are... No, it's, it's species and genus. So this... It's genus pro... Pro... Pro whatever. Jimmy? Okay. I want to ask Grant a question. I hate okay. it when you ask Grant questions. Okay. So, you are swimming around yeah. in the lake, yeah. okay, in Saskatchewan. Okay. You're out camping, and you go underwater, and you got your eyes open, bloop, and you do a little of this, okay? Yeah. And you see one of those things. What's your first thought? I'm screaming and getting out of the water. But are you thinking alien? Well, yeah. Because alien. And why, why would you think alien? Did because you see I the just, pictures of these I things? Saw, but the thing, is, the thing is, with, with any creature... Okay, so these ones here are living in the Antarctic. We've like, already lot gone of, over this, Jimmy. Just, just, it doesn't just, make sense. Let, let the words come I out of my face. I recently just rewatched Alien and Aliens, like last week. Oh, get and out of here. it looks exactly like the facehugger alien. Yes! No, but what it <laughs> the one is, is the reason why it's feather-shaped is because it has to fit it. It's because it's navigating through ice why they say it, it well, I'm swimming around weird. in He's, any body of water and yeah. I see that I'm thinking there was a crash from an alien craft and that thing got out and it's swimming around but it can it can, another it can spread it can Jimmy, spread his arms like, like uh, a total starfish kind of thing you sound like and, Trudeau trying to explain milk drink boxes <laughs> <laughs> you're all over the place here it's a I, new species I, yeah it's aliens yeah and they're hiding in Antarctica. Which makes sense. Yeah. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I don't even know if I want to say this out loud. <laughs> but I've actually had... One, two, three. I've had three people mm-hmm. ask me about Ozempic. Because <laughs> like you're leg- a doctor? Like, legit. <laughs> because we've had so many conversations yeah. about Ozempic. Ozempic, if you don't know, yeah, we've talked about it a lot. It's a diabetes medication that has now turned into a weight loss medication. There's another Celebrities one. Celebrities use it. People use it. Um, and it uh, it works. Like there, people are losing weight using it. There's another one out there, Wagyu, or do, do you know which one? That's a type of beef, <laughs> Wagovi or something well, like that. Yeah, yeah. It, you don't say it like that. W W E G O V Y. 
Yeah, I don't know how to say it, but yeah. it's it's very similar to Ozempic, and people have used that as an alternative because sometimes Ozempic is a little difficult to get a hold of. Because mm, it's so popular now. Yeah. Yes, and it, it has become popular not because everybody has diabetes, but because there was so much conversation about its effectiveness, like the, the sort of the... the the um the the side effects of it yeah. were people were losing weight it it acts as a hunger Suppress, suppression it suppresses your appetite yeah. appetite appetite suppression thing so the latest on this is and and again there's an article every week now about some of the the negative side effects of using ozempic for for weight loss depression issues anxiety issues um hair loss just a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a famous actor that is now he's he's out promoting his new special, his new comedy special, and he just lost a bunch of weight on it. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, and I'm worried about his comments about it because I think people are going to rush to the to the stores well, to get it. He looks. Awful. I mean, he lost. Yeah, he looks awful, but he lost. Like, if you're just looking to lose weight, he lost a lot of weight on it. But he looks like a cartoon character. Did, was he always that short? I don't think he's. He's only five. He's a tall guy. I, I always thought I don't Tracy think Morgan Olympic was. Shrinks you. But I, I always could be wrong. I always thought he was a really tall person. No. But now I'm like, oh, he's only five nine, and I'm like, maybe he just because he was now he's just skin and bones. Now he, he just looks, looks shorter, smaller. Looks yeah. smaller, but. But, you know, you look at some of these people that are taking this Ozempic or or any of these drugs and they lose so much weight so fast. It's no different than a lot of like we've we've known a couple fighters like that one um, that they try and lose weight as fast as they can. They wear well, plastic uh, bags. This is different. They starve themselves. That's they do water all this, weight. And they and they look like uh Cutting, they're, cutting for a fight. This is different but, than but just they, eating less. But they less look and, like skeletons with skin on. Like a, that one guy, I thought he was good. And like, it's because they're all dehydrated. They dehydrate themselves and shrivel up. But yeah. this is different than that. This is this a is, little. Is, you're actually losing weight with Ozempic. Like, I understand what you're saying. I, I think what Jimmy's saying is, is extreme weight loss in when you a can, short period of time. When you compare how somebody looks, mm-hmm. right? That has just spent. A week or four days or three days or whatever the hell it is cutting weight yeah. to get to weight, and then you look at somebody who has been on Ozempic for a month or whatever. But you're always, they might have a similar sort of gauntness to their face. But even when people lose weight over a long period of time, if you lose a lot of weight, you're always kind of have that look to you because you, yeah. you got extra skin and you got like sagginess. Well, right? I think there's also a look in the face that I thought that Tracy Morgan had. Tracy Morgan, his outfit isn't helping him either. No. The colors of it and everything. Like, he looks like a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. And his head's he hasn't his lost head. any weight in his head. Yeah, he didn't lose any he weight in his head. He still has a fat guy head and then he's got, like, the small body, so it looks it looks weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's the anyway. latest, though. I've... The, the, the couple of conversations that I've had with people about Ozempic as a potential weight loss thing. And and I said this to somebody at the at the uh, Lawn Darts tournament who brought it up <laughs> because he has heard us talking about it multiple times. And yeah. he said, what do you think? Because I've got a buddy of mine that lost a bunch of weight on Ozempic and he said that I should try it. And I, I, I said to him, I said, hey, listen, if you're at a point with your health where your doctor and people in your life are concerned for your health based on where you're at weight-wise, mm-hmm. 
I said, I think I would try it. I, w- I would give it a shot. Yeah. But if you can do it naturally by getting some exercise and by um, changing how you're eating and you can have an impact on your on your weight that way, some people can't, mm-hmm. right? Um, then I would go that route as opposed to Ozempic. I would do that route every time. Yeah. Sometimes but you need some help, too. Sometimes you need some help. Yeah. I just, I think the, it's getting to a point now with what I've read about Ozempic that I don't know if... Well, there's side the, effects, right? The thing if, is, if though, the, is anything... it's worth it. Like, the whole purpose of it is... No free lunch. It's, it's weight suppression, or it's hunger suppression. It makes you not want to eat. So you're basically starving yourself you're losing your appetite so you're not eating as much so you're losing uh, weight i don't know if we should comment too much on it though i mean your last weight loss plan was to eat nothing but donairs or something wasn't it there was a donair no. shop opening up in your liquor no, store no i just i just no i just i got drunk and i was talking about donairs and how you know, if I, I want to lose weight, you have a donair yeah. because lettuce makes There's lettuce me, on uh, it, and yeah. meat is good. Lettuce or allows keto. me to crap better. Okay, that's that's a weight loss. <laughs> Eat lettuce. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Yeah, morning. So the thing I want to start out with is an observation I made, and I threw this at Grant this morning, and he wasn't sure. Um, but I have noticed that McDavid is getting a lot more press this summer. Is it more than in the past? Interesting question. Um, maybe. Maybe a little bit now that I'm actually thinking about it. I said, I, mean, I said, yeah, maybe, getting, maybe the NHL is trying to market him more now. <laughs> but also, he's getting more press. I think just for you know having fun and living his life. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he got engaged earlier in the in this off season, and that was a thing. And then mm-hmm. he won all the awards, so obviously that's like an NHL related thing. But the press he got last week, where him and Leon were talking about Nickelback, like. <laughs> I, I, it's interesting to see a little bit more of his personality. So I think you're right, Locke, that he that I think he is getting a little bit more press this summer. I I wonder if his admission of being a Nickelback fan will hurt or harm him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did the oh, he's in a, he did the thing at the Junos, right? Like he inducted them yeah, into the, yeah yeah. Yeah, so we already knew it. <laughs> and he plays in Alberta. I think, like, you know, Nickelback, Hannah, Hannah Alberta. Mm-hmm. Come on, I think it's a fit. That's right. I think it's a fit. It works. But I will tell you, I don't know that I necessarily believe that Leon Drysaddle's favorite song is Photograph. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think that was the only one he knew that he could pull off. That, off looked, like a, that looked like a pull, too. <laughs> yeah, because, like, McDavid went deep cut. You know, he's like, oh, this is a song me and my dad used to listen to in the car yeah. all the time. And then Leon's like, Photograph! The one with... The one with the memes. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to know your answer about this one, but I have to ask how you're feeling about a potential Sam Gagne reunion with the Oilers. <laughs> I'd love it. Like, the story is great. All of it is great. But mm-hmm. logically, where does he fit on the hockey team? 
That's yeah. what I want to know. Listen, if he could come into town on a PTO and play well and earn a contract, I'm all for it. We will sing his praises from the heavens. I've got I've uh, interviewed Sam a couple of times now, and he's a great guy. I think he'd be great for the room. I think he'd be great for the city. His wife is from Edmonton, and I think probably that would lead him into some kind of management position within the organization if yeah. he kind of wraps up his career here. But I just don't know how it fits. First of all, they still haven't signed Evan Bouchard. They don't know what kind of money they're going to have. They don't even, this could be a moot point if Evan Bouchard signs for more than $3.5 million. Mm. So we'll see what happens. I'd love it, though, Grant. It would be great yeah. to see Sam back in an Oilers jersey, finish up his career here where it started. But um, I'm always amazed no, by we'll see. his age, too, because he's always younger than you think. Because he started so yeah, young in the NHL. Like, he's only 34. I mean, he's, he's only not, 34. Sure, right? Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure he played his first NHL game when he was like 12 years old. Yeah. Because he's been around for a thousand years. He just turned 34 like six days ago, too. So it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's still really young. The conversation about who should be traded to open up spots and all that, that that's kind of continues here with the Edmonton Oilers and and I know we've kind of explained it as silly season so people bring up yeah um stuff just to sort of get a rise out of people and get clicks and, and Got it. the one thing that I saw the other day and I think it was an attempt at that but it was a mention that Evander Kane would be good trade bait and uh <laughs> you know what's interesting about that for me is and my immediate thought was I was adamant that that was a bad idea for the Oilers. Before, I was, I was like, this yep. is not a good idea. What are we doing? And now I'm like, stop it. We can't get rid of them. Now I'm <laughs> defending this player to the death. Um, I disagree with that that sentiment 100%. And, and I don't... Do you think there's a faction of Oilers fans out there that think that that's a good idea? Oh, there is for sure. We see them on the website, the oh, comment wow. section all the okay. time. It's just like, cause Fander Kane last year had a rough year. Now, if you put it all into context, the entirety of his season, it makes sense why he had a down year. He had the wrist injury and mm-hmm. broken ribs. There was a lot of things going on there. It took some time to get some timing back when we interviewed him on the real life podcast. It was just kind of like, he goes, yeah, I still got some numbness in his thumb and all that kind of thing. So, I get why he had a down year. It makes sense to me. But trading him, that does not make sense. No. The Oilers need scoring. They need secondary scoring. Evander Kane can do that. They need toughness. They need guys who can mix it up after the whistle. Evander Kane can do that. They need somebody who can play with Connor McDavid and also defend him if need be. Evander Kane could do that. So Mm -hmm. I don't understand the logic behind it outside of just being upset that he had a rough year, I guess. I don't get that one. (laughs) We should jump into the Jeff Jackson conversation quickly. Do do people know... So that was McDavid's agent, right? Is now working for the Oilers? He was uh, McDavid's agent. I think I'm doing this off my head, but I think he was since he was 15. So they've (laughs) got quite a long history there. Okay. And now Jeff Jackson's coming in as the CEO of Hockey Operations. Effectively, he's Ken Holland's boss. Okay. Um, I, I think it's a great idea. First of all, the Connor McDavid angle... Do every listen. Daryl Cates playing chess out here. He's just bringing in Connor McDavid's <laughs> agent, sticking him at the very top mm-hmm. of the York chart. Let's keep Connor in Edmonton. That's number one. So that is a step towards that direction. And two, more importantly for the organization, jokes aside, 
there is nothing in hockey that Jeff Jackson has not done. Yes, he's the super agent, but he was also an AGM. He also he's done all kinds of different positions within hockey. So this guy's about as connected as it gets within the hockey world, within the NHL world. He's got ideas, though at least in his press conference that says he wants to make the Oilers best in class in terms of scouting and analytics and all the things that us nerdy mm. hockey fans like to hear. So I think it's a good move, even without the Connor angle. I love the idea of a little bit of fresh blood up at the top. Somebody with some different ideas, maybe steer us into a little bit of a different direction organizationally. Oh, and and the other thing, too, I wanted to, you and I talked about it. Do we have dates on the camp, like the the, the Kelowna, the, the, the rookie stuff? Yeah, the Young Stars tournament is in September. I just don't remember when it is. I can't find uh, any the September September fifteenth through eighteenth. Fifteenth through eighteenth. That's okay. kind of when it gets yeah. going. We were looking for a target when we're like, when does this all start up? So yeah. a few weeks away. Yeah, September fifteenth through eighteenth. So we're about a month out. But that's kind of you know we'll see some prospects hitting up Penticton. We'll start to see the boys are going to be showing up in town here soon. And all of a sudden, hockey season is going to be right there. Come on. Uh, I want to mention quickly too. I've been away. Are there still spots in the Oiler Nation annual um, golf open? I'm glad you brought that up, Grant. I think we literally have one team left. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I looked at the emails from I'm just I was just got back from a, a, a quick little trip to Vancouver. I was summarizing my emails, and I think we have one team left. Okay, so if you want to join this tournament? NationGear.ca. We have one team left, and I think let me see here a couple of singles. So if you're single and you want to come, we have, we put all the single players together. They end up having probably the best time of the day. All the single um, players. All the single. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. Exactly. Well, what's interesting is that we put all these single players together as teams, and we call them mosaic teams. But everybody seems to come back as a team the next year after oh, yeah. joining yeah. as a single with their new group. So it's going to be a great day. September first out of Millwood's Golf Club. I think there's one team left. Okay. Well, uh, what's the date on that? September, September 1st. 1st. So September that's 1st. Friday leading into the long weekend. Perfect. Nice. All right, Bag Milk. Thank you for your time. Oilers Nation. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. All right. We're giving Stacy a call from Arden Roof Systems. Morning, Lock. How you doing? Good, good, good. We can still sign up for the roof giveaway. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's open until the 25th, I believe. Yeah, August 25th. Next Friday, next Friday, entry's closed. So okay, all right. Get your nominations in there. A little more than a week. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. If you go yeah. to our webpage, there's a link, but you can also just search for Arden Roof Systems, and it's right on the front page. And again, we're just looking for nominations right now, so you just have to go and uh, either nominate yourself or somebody deserving. Any good stories? Have you had a, had a chance to look there, Stacy? So far, there's a few really good ones. Uh, which are probably going to make the top five. And like I said, uh, after the nominations uh, closed, then I print out a whole bunch of them. And then uh, like last year and the year before, we all get together, we, we read them all, we vote on them all as a as a group of individuals within Ardent and the radio station. And then we post the top five for the general public to vote who they feel most deserves it this year. You know what I do with the nominations? I read them with my wife. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's yeah. always quite moved by some of the stories. So, And I read them with a can of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just one, though. Ah, that's funny. Uh, all right, yeah. Stacy. Well, listen, if you know somebody that's a little bit, you know, having a rough go of it this year, a lot of mm-hmm. people out there that could use a new roof. Yeah. I you can nominate and, yourself, and, and too. And again, yeah. every year we always seem to find that one spot 
special someone, and I'm sure this year we're going to find that one special, very well-deserving person as well. So just uh, sometimes it's hard to find them because they're the last person that think that they deserve it themselves. Yeah. So yeah. they're never going to self-nominate themselves, you know. So, But it, it, if you have the courage to put your name in because you need some help, that's what we're doing this for. Yeah. Everybody needs a helping hand sometime, and every year I try to at least help somebody in the community that's down on their luck to just try to give them a little bit of a boost up. We just heard from somebody that nominated their neighbor. There you go. Okay, Stacy. thanks for this. We'll be in touch. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. See ya. He's a good man. Stacy from Arden Roof Systems. And again, the webpage, 95.7 Cruise FM, or the Ardent Roof Systems webpage. Um, both spots you can nominate and uh, get them in before next Friday. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.